This week's episode of the Star Wars Report is brought to you by the good folks supporting us over on patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. Let's do the show, folks. Come, come, come. And who might you be? It's the Star Wars Report. Star Wars Report. Woo! Star Wars Report. The place for Star Wars news, features, interviews, and more. Then we can do something epic. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Please delete as appropriate. The Force. It's calling to you. Just let it in. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Star Wars Report podcast. I'm your host, Riley Blanton. So glad you've joined us back again. Once a, it's, it's a, It should be very familiar. In fact, almost deja vu because I'm here. And then once again, across the virtual Skype machine, it's Mr. Bruce Gibson. What's going on, Bruce? I'm doing well. Doing real well. How you doing? A much more relaxed intro though unlike last week so now i am very sure that this is a different week and a different show it is because okay. each intro needs to have a different vibe and, to it. and now we have the sort of smoking jacket cigar and a glass of jameson some <laughs> bruce gibson if i had to guess that's, that's well, what do we thing. have here yes well hi everyone welcome to the star wars report well hey uh there's been some news we had a more discussion focused episode last week but this week let's jump straight into it we have something to report the data have the news data brought to us by the bottom spies can send a clear transmission there it is listen listen so uh ryan johnson i know your favorite topic of discussion bruce gibson oh yeah ryan <laughs> bruce le- listen bruce gibson loves debating the last jedi and ryan johnson ryan johnson how disney star wars sucks and let's let's rant and no yeah no 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 no. i like ryan johnson i like the last jedi and that's where it all stops right there and that's listen and we're with twitch sir i debate you no, I actually I pieced together as we were as I was prepping the show. Uh, Ryan Johnson's been in the news because he's sort of talked a little bit about his trilogy in less than confident terms, which to which some people have been like, "No, he's still doing it. He's not saying he's not doing it." To and, and other people are like, you know, partying on YouTube channels, uh, crapping on all things Star Wars about how he's out. Now, of course, neither is true, and that is not the purpose of the story. Um, I actually want to take the opportunity to kind of dig through the timeline of why Disney's probably changing, and you can kind of hear where Disney is when it comes to the production of upcoming Star Wars films through Ryan Johnson's answer. So he was on the red carpet um, here and asked... Okay, we got the sizzle. <laughs> Ryan Johnson uh, answering Just one final question. question. Uh, Star Wars, the end of that trilogy is coming up. Uh, we loved your film that you did. Are you as excited as us fans to see how it ends? I am a fan again. I get to just be a movie fan, so I am so excited. I watched that last trailer and I was just like squealing at my screen so I get I cannot wait to get my popcorn and sit down and see the end of this story man it's gonna be great and can we expect uh, um, for you to be working in the Star Wars universe again 
But we'll see. I mean, I'm still talking to Lucasfilm. They're figuring out what they're doing, and, and we'll see what happens. But, you know, I'd be thrilled if, it, thrilled if it happens, and I'm working on my own stuff, too. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, thrilled. That's a thr- if it happens, it's uh, if it happens, you know, it's a uh, it's a thing. Uh, excited for it. They're we're, they're still talking. Now that's different, and it, 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 that's not the only time. Just this week, he was at a um, he was at a panel at the London Film Festival, and was asked a similar question. So it's just, not just the one instance. Uh, it kind of caught off guard. This is him at the uh, London Film Festival. And are you still attached to the Star Wars world? Are you still doing... Are there more Star Wars projects to come from you? Yes, I mean, Lucasfilm right now is figuring out, you know, what's going to happen when, and I'm I'm still talking to them. But I'm also, you know, coming... I have kind of a a few things in the back of my head of my own weird things that I want to do also, and not sure what's going to happen quite next, but yeah. Are you superstitious about talking about anything that hasn't happened? Always. It's not even superstitious. You just learn from experience. (laughs) Don't say it out loud. (laughs) Is that right? Yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. The the one thing, I mean, you have to kind of just, um, that's why you have to just kind of, you know, uh, let the river carry you downstream and kind of take what comes. Mm. And are you still attached? Yeah, so to Star that's uh, Ryan Johnson at the London Film Festival, which so it's basically him saying it's not that he's not doing; he's still in contact with Lucasfilm, and they're currently making a decision about the future of the franchise. Which is the first time we hear him, Ryan Johnson specifically, saying this is where Lucasfilm is. We've seen a lot of like rumors and things behind the scenes that Lucasfilm is now. Uh, kind of has had hit pause on everything and they're reassessing the future films. But now this is coming from Ryan Johnson himself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, so, yeah, this isn't that big of a shock to me. I, it's like so many times there are movie studios that sign directors or actors or whatever, but let's just focus on directors or even writers. Those who start off the film before it goes into pre-production, before they start casting. And sometimes the movies move forward and sometimes they don't. And there's a variety of reasons why things don't happen. I can name several things that I'm into where I hear, oh, we're going to get a blah, blah, blah. They've signed this director. They've signed these writers. And then for some reason, it never happens. Oh, gee, like I can even think back to Star Wars Detours. I'm still waiting for that one to come out. (laughs) I'll be waiting a while. Yeah, and I mean, there's just so, and, and I've said this all the time. I say this all the time. A movie isn't happening until they I hear that they've said the word action. Mm. If they start, and even sometimes that doesn't mean it's definitely going to happen, but yeah. more than likely you're going to see the movie when they say action. In the case of Ryan Johnson, from the first time that he said he was going to do a trilogy, I'm like, oh, okay, let's see. This is before The Last Jedi came out, right? They made the announcement. I thought, okay, yeah, let's see. I mean, he signed for three, but that doesn't mean it's definitely going to happen might happen it will probably happen because they signed yeah. it but doesn't mean it's definitely going to happen and now with the fallout of the last jedi with a lot of fans i feel like disney and lucasfilm would be shooting themselves in the foot if they said ryan johnson is doing a trilogy hmm. you know because yeah. i mean it would just i mean you think people are upset about the last jedi now wait till they say ryan johnson's about to start his new trilogy and people will be freaking out yeah, well, and that's true. Um, It'd be all kinds of bad press, bad stuff going on social media. I mean, 
He's still signed. They still have a contract. But as he said, they're evaluating. We all know that they're reevaluating what they're going to do with the franchise. So, yeah, he's definitely a question mark. I think Benny Haas and Wise are a question mark still. Yeah, I would, from stuff that we're seeing, they just signed a big Netflix deal. And I'm like, how would you have time to do that and a different trilogy? Like, maybe they're out. Yeah. And I don't think it's bad. Be. Listen, I don't think it's bad to have a Star Wars reset. Uh, I mean, if you're Lucasfilm, you're probably right now. You're probably most excited and putting your energy behind the one Kevin Feige. Like that's the stuff they're probably interested in. Uh, and yeah. that's the, so. And I'll I'll walk through the timeline real quick just to give. And that's even a that's not even a definite. But you're right. And well, we should reset and accept each of these things and understand that it's not for sure. Um, and I and I think I'll walk through the time because you mentioned so it was officially announced on StarWars.com November 9th, a month out from release, that. Um, he was going to work on a trilogy and it was considered kind of a ringing endorsement of the last Jedi that they really were happy with it. And Lucasfilm was really, really happy with it. Um, quote, and the, the, here's the quote from that original, um, announcement quote, we all loved working with Ryan on the last Jedi said Kathleen Kennedy, president of Lucasfilm. He is a creative force and watching him craft the last Jedi from start to finish was one of the great joys of my career. Ryan will do amazing things with the blank canvas of this new trilogy. Um, We've had the time of our lives collaborating with Lucasfilm and Disney on The Last Jedi, said Johnson and Bergman. So, you know, that that's the sort of, like, wide-eyed optimism before the backlash, before the dark times. Um, and then I pulled this other quote uh, just right around the time of the film release in December, right as The Last Jedi came out. Um, Ryan Johnson kind of talked a little bit about this new trilogy and and kind of what he was 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 thinking about and 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 how he was planning on going about it uh oh gosh this I, I forgot that the piece is um i forgot that the piece is so long <laughs> uh let's see all right here we go um the closest clue that we will have about his new tri- trilogy epic may include his uh, that is likely arriving uh, when the last shot of hits theaters a title that ryan johnson was regularly admitted refers to uh, Luke Skywalker. Ryan Johnson uh, n- nodded knowingly when we began listing the ever-growing number of Force users in the new Star Wars universe who aren't defined by the unethos like Jedi or Sith, like uh, Kylo Ren, Ezra, Rey, Sokotano. When we asked him if this new gray area of the Force would be a major factor, not just in The Last Jedi, but the new trilogy, he gave a telling smirk and said, quote, We'll see when we get uh, into the movie a little bit. I think for me, I was trying to follow through uh, the line of Luke and where Luke's head was was at. And as a part of that is going to be about the Jedi. And it's going to be about their place in the universe. But I don't want people at, uh, expecting that there's going to be some definitive answer in this movie either. To me, it's all about whether the characters get where the characters get to and why they get there. It's so interesting hearing like Ryan Johnson talk about Luke Skywalker and press leading up to the last Jedi. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, so he's t- t- the, the sort of idea of a gray, more gray area of the force and dealing with other Jedi force users that are outside of the bo- bounds of the Jedi versus Sith. That's where it kind of, it gets interesting. And then one final piece is, f- is back in February where he explicitly on Twitter, and I was trying. It took me a while to find this because, like, I remember him definitely, like, one hundred percent confirming that this trilogy is still happening. Um, and because there was a headline back in February that his his trilogy was a no go, 
And he responded saying, uh, no, it isn't true. I'm still working on the trilogy with all due respect to the movie bros who I'm sure are lovely and kind bros with good fraternal uh, intentions. Just the, the kind of typical dripping sarcasm one would expect from Ryan Johnson's tweets. Um, but he's, he's responding basically saying, I'm st- definitely still working on it. Very different. Uh, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. That's seven, That's been six months. And we really haven't heard anything official until now. Uh, so yeah. it just seems like a long period of sort of up in the air. Um, and I think and this is a good thing. Not because I hate Ryan Johnson. Not because I hate The Last Jedi. But this what this tells me is that there's been six months of ongoing discussions and development and ideas uh, for the upcoming uh, Star Wars films. There, it, it, it sounds like there's going to be thought, there's a chance at least, for time, for intentionality and thought and creative input and ideas to be submitted to Lucasfilm as they decide what the next direction's going to be. And honestly, that is the time where they've been waiting for the um, Rise of Skywalker to finish production so they'll have an idea of what they're working with moving forward. And I think that's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, sure. I guess it also shows that they maybe don't feel like that they knew what they were doing to begin with. I don't know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> No, and I don't think that. But, you know, here's the thing. When they say, oh, Ryan Johnson, he's got a trilogy, or he says he's got a trilogy, or he's working on Star Wars, what does that mean? Like, I don't even really know what that means. Does it mean he's directing three, he's writing three, he's doing And they both, never say. They, they never yeah, They specify. never say. So here's the thing. I don't think... Uh, Kathleen Kennedy went to Ryan Johnson when he was doing Last Jedi and said, Ryan, you know, you've been doing such a great job. Here, why don't you sign this and agree to do three more with us? I think he probably discussed some ideas as they're shooting and she likes some of his ideas and she's like, you know what? There might be some movies in there. He's like, yeah, and I'd love to be involved. For all we know, signing that contract is just really signing the creative ideas that he came up with at that moment that they want to own that and they want to have the opportunity to do something with him if they decide to go that path Mm. whatever movies we get in the future they could borrow from some of his ideas and put in that movie and he gets like a story credit he gets a writer's credit in that movie and that's all it is it's so funny because like you say that bruce and that's literally exactly one of the articles i pulled um uh, in an interview that he did in January, so this is right after the release, and right as some of the early backlash is kind of developing, um, he said, quote, this is Ryan Johnson, as we got to the end of episode eight, we had a, t- a great time working with uh, Kathy Kennedy and with Disney, and we kind of said, how can we keep this party going? How can we keep working together? And I kind of threw it, threw it out there, like the most interesting thing to me would be a new story told over three new movies where we could go someplace else and we could have the kind of potential like a wide open blue sky and let's go to a different part of the galaxy, maybe even a different time. I don't know. Which is basically exactly what you're saying. Like, it's just like, hey, I, don't know, you know, I, got, I, got, an, I got ideas. Disney, you got money? I got ideas? Yeah. And if he gave some of those ideas and there's some interest in some of the, those ideas, even if it's so basic as to say, oh, move away from the uh, Skywalker saga and do something like this. If they went and did that without him, he could come back and sue them. So this could just all be for legal reasons to protect themselves and just say, look, if we go in a direction similar to what he proposed to us – then if we give him a credit 
then there, we're not going to fight any legal battles in yeah. this. Because yeah. it's like when you know, I talk to a lot of authors, and I'm very careful because I've got to know them well enough that they don't want to hear any ideas that I have. They don't want to hear me say, hey, wouldn't it be great if you did a novel about blah, 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 blah? Because if they use any piece of that yeah. in a future novel, and, and it might not even be something that they remember me talking about, I could always come back and try to sue them. Yeah, I, even that's though they know I wouldn't do that, that's but they're true. very careful about all f- around all fans. Yeah, about that kind of stuff. No, that's very true. That's tr- true. Well, I can tell you what one thing. Even if he's just like it's a writing credit, or it, it, they abandon the idea altogether, um, altogether, it would be interesting to see something new. But I predict. Yeah. In ten years, mm-hmm. we'll be on the show. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's <laughs> scary. In ten years, if we're on the show, oh, I'm like Johnson now. If if we're on the show in 10 <laughs> years of doing the show, we're going to say, hey, hey, there's this article that came out today about Ryan Johnson. They ask him, are we ever going to see this trilogy? And he's just like, well, you know, I, it doesn't sound like it's going to happen, but who knows? I'm still under contract. It's going to, as time goes on, it's going to sound less and less and less from him that's going to happen, but he's never going to say, oh, no, it's dead. Oh, for sure. No, exactly. You 10 know years. Mark, put on your calendar right now. He's and, But he'll want to create something new. Ryan has written a story that's unexpected but right. <laughs> Some of the stuff that happens, people are going to be like, oh, my God. Yes, the, I love that clip. It's <laughs> my favorite. It's my favorite. Favorite clip. Hey, everybody. And when she is. says, oh, my God, is that in a positive or negative one? I, I, you know, <laughs> did you listen back to it and you're like. Some of the stuff that happens, people are going to be like, oh, my God. It feels like its own thing. Everything is being shifted in the opposite way to what the audience expected after seven. Fresh and new. I'm hoping it'll be a little shocking, but I'm hoping it'll feel real and honest. (laughs) This is the Star Wars Report Podcast. Apology accepted, Captain Nido. Yes, it is the Star Wars Report Podcast. Uh, and you know who was uh, on a bit of a rant? Uh, no, who? <laughs> yes, you do. You're looking <laughs> at the show. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Kind oh of. my gosh, you were just talking about Grey Jedi or Grey Force a little earlier we here. We were. Does, does this relate to this in any way, too? This has made a big splash, at least on the Star Wars kind of blogosphere. And it's kind of interesting to hear, because I, I have what is actually, Bruce, what's all too rare in this world. A, a nuanced opinion about his rant. Uh, and rather than like introduce it or what, I'm just going to go straight to the audio. I It is uh, heavily bleeped. Um, so it is kind of, I guess, safe. There's a lot of bleeps in it, but it should yes, be mostly I'm sure. safe for work. Here we go. It's like a uh, listen uh, all right things here. comedy. Thanks for uh, letting me react. Here we go. I did a Star Wars cartoon, so even I get hate from Star Wars fans when I'm like, look, dog, you're just mad the franchise isn't aging with you. Right. right. But that ain't how it works. The first one was for kids. Right. The second three were for different kids. Mm-hmm. And this one is for kids. You just pissed off that Han Solo gave the Millennium Falcon to a girl. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. it. Because Luke Skywalker's Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He can talk to things that don't speak English and understands what the saying he gets a fairy godfather instead of a fairy godmother who teaches him how to be the best jedi in the world in no time flat and everybody like i know more about the force than most people because dave filoni taught me and george lucas taught him and all these video games have 
pull up on what the force is. Like Luke's skill doesn't dictate whether he wins or loses. Right. The emperor doesn't dictate whether he wins or loses. The force dictates who wins or loses based on balance. And here's the 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 quick version of how to explain it to all these people who think they get to decide. In the first fuck, if you want to do this like time-wise, Palpatine, you would say, and Yoda are the smartest too. Palpatine clearly smarter because Yoda was blind to the power of the dark side and the seduction of, of Anakin. So let's talk about the seduction of Anakin f***ing Skywalker for a second. If the Emperor is the smartest dude in the, in the universe... the most explicit our podcast has ever been. <laughs> Can I start doing that? <laughs> no, I'm not... It's already been pre-bleeped. I can't do that kind uh, of editing uh, work. Force dictates this. If he kills who he sees as a rival, Anakin, then he knows the Force is just going to correct that because the Emperor knows this. These are George Lucas's words. Not this summer, oh. my dad and I took a silver spaceship to Mars. And the YouTube video cues. And uh. Uh, skip ad. We're back. Sorry about that. Not mine, so f*** you if you disagree with me. <laughs> straight, straight up, this is information, not affirmation time. Straight up, man. So the Emperor knows that. So instead of Killing Anakin, what does he do? He seduces Anakin to double the strength of the dark side. So then what does the force do? Balance. It balances us. How? It gives us twins, mm. Luke and Leia. Two and two. Balance. And if you look at the movie through just that simple perspective, you will not only know why every single bad guy loses and every single good guy loses, you'll, uh, oh. you'll know who's going to win and lose in the next movies okay so there you go uh <laughs> freddie prince jr coming in hot you know he was good as kanan but i love him better just like this <laughs> i want him to do his own podcast star wars podcast just ranting. that would be awesome i you know I, I i don't even know what to say i mean i i think what he's saying is very interesting uh about the force and the balance and the twins with palpatine and yeah. uh Anakin, so, which in some ways I'm a little confused because I'm like, well, why didn't what was the balance when it was uh, Plagueis and Sidious? Yeah. The Force well, didn't do any balance there. Well, and the idea, I guess, is that it balanced with their rise because the Jedi were in power and so the Sith rose to meet them and then the Sith are in power so the Jedi re, uh, Ooh, rise to meet them. that word rise and we're rise getting rise of rise, Skywalker. The, the so there's something rising there. So And then if you look at episode seven, the force awakens. Mm, yeah. This is my thought, you know, uh, and this plays into what he's saying. If Luke, well, we know not if when Luke cuts himself off with the force, the balance is to find someone else. And therefore the force ar Find, arose finds in Ray. Ray finds Ray. Um, which I think is consistent with, I know uh, it's consistent with the last Jedi, like Luke's yes. cutting himself off from the force. And I think that's generally, I know a lot of people didn't like that plot point as much necessarily, but I think there's an opportunity there to sort of have a better perspective on the decisions Luke made um, and why he made them to sort of prevent that balancing of power. And that's why he's like, well, the Jedi order in, it, instead of it just being a pure, like, ah, oh, the Jedi suck and we're never good. He's like, no, this is to, you know, hold evil at bay and prevent uh, you know, one the light from outshining the dark kind of deal, and and I get that it's it's interesting because there's a couple things about the rant. The, the a lot of the negative reactions come from that first bit where he's like, well, f the negative reactions come from two things. One, him starting out saying Star Wars is for kids, and f you if you you know if you think it's not. Star Wars is for everyone, 
and everyone can take something from Star Wars as as adults who podcast about it. And I think um, it just depends on how you interpret that. I, I it, the, that sort of aggressive kind of exclusionary way of categorizing what Star Wars is, I don't think is very fair. But at the same time, I would like to give Freddie Prince Jr. the doubt, the benefit of the doubt to say that what he's describing is it is a classic fairy tale that connects with, you know, a young generation in the way that the original did. And I think that is to- that's totally fair. Uh, he, part number two is uh, the, the, the Google ad kind of interrupted it. But when he's like, and so this is how it is. I talked to Dave Filoni. He knew, learned from George Lucas. F you if you disagree with me. That's a poor choice of words. However, I will turn it about. If, if, if you hear that and your reaction is, well, screw you. You're basically just kind of making turnabout fair play. And I, when I listen to it, and I think your reaction, Bruce, which I like a lot, is I just appreciate like a celebrity who's in the world of Star Wars, not just like giving a bunch of like flat, talking points about it was cool playing canon jerris he's a cowboy jedi kind of cool i actually appreciate passion and opinions strong opinions e- expressed from someone who's a creative within the world of star wars and lucasfilm it's far too rare and even though i would probably i might even disagree with some of his assessments about the force and kind of how i view the force because of course we all come at it with our own worldview and points of view i just want to appreciate that you know, Freddie Prince Jr. is allowed to have a strong opinion and be sweary about it on a podcast. Um, and I'm not going to take offense that he says Star Wars is for kids. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I mean, I always felt that Star Wars is for kids because I fell in love with it as a kid. If it was not made for kids, and that doesn't mean exclusive to kids. It just means that it's it is aimed at kids, but yeah. I think it's aimed at all demographics at all ages. I think even George Lucas would say when he made the first Star Wars, it wasn't necessarily just a kid's movie because he would have made it into – it would have ended up with a rating of a rated G if that was the intent. And he would have probably dumbed it down a little more yeah. to be more you know, kid-friendly, I guess you could say. And, uh, yeah from a G standpoint, at least at that time in the seventies. But anyway, my point is that I, you know, there's nothing wrong to say it's for kids. I still eat trick cereal sometimes. And I know that's made for kids. Apparently that's what the bunny keeps telling me, but it's fine. Like it's like, there's a kid inside of me at all times. I'm like now in my 52 years old. And I'm like, yeah, my kids say I'm more immature than them. And that's why I think I still love star Wars. You fell in love with star Wars as a kid. Yeah. You, you know, most of us did. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. My parents, my dad, he, you know, when he saw Star Wars, he was an adult. He liked it. But I don't know hardly anybody who's in my dad's generation that are big Star Wars fans. I know there's some, but they're not that many. Yeah. Most of them are like, you know, middle-aged people and younger. <laughs> well, and I, I think, <laughs> and, that, and that's, that's the takeaway. Like... Uh, I, I, it's it's tempting if you come from the school thought where you don't like the Last Jedi, or um, you know you're a Star Wars fan that has a bunch of Star Wars collectibles and you're 43, and you hear Kanan, uh, you hear the voice of Kanan kind of ranting about how Star Wars is for kids, and and he's gone on Twitter before and be like, oh yeah, all these you know 35 year old dudes in their basements who don't like Ray, and he kind of he paints with broad brushstrokes sometimes, but. If Freddie, he's allowed to be wrong 
about these things. It doesn't make him a bad person. I think no. he, he, he that's a misunderstanding. I think in I will I I, I do want to like have the small like subtle distinction of to say that I can I can disagree with that part of his assessment about Star Wars fandom, but still appreciate that he's passionate about Star Wars and passionate about what he's talked to about the Force with Dave Filoni and George Lucas. And I and you can appreciate one of these things doesn't have to exclude the other instead of in this sort of weird binary world of tribalism in Star Wars. Um, and I actually really want like what he had to say and I wanted to dig into it with you, Bruce. This idea of the Force balancing it, itself. Um, I, I guess we started to dig into it a little bit, but a couple weeks ago when the Empire uh, Magazine interview came out, the, the print version, um, the this Reddit thread pulled out a quote from J.J. Abrams talking about that sort of balance of the force thing and how it applies to Palpatine. Quote, some people uh, feel like we shouldn't revisit the idea of Palpatine, and I completely understand that. But if you're looking at these nine films as one story, I don't know how many books where the last few chapters have nothing to do with those that have come before. If you look at the first eight films, they all set up what we're doing in nine in plain view. It's like no secrets, no surprises from one J.J. Uh, Abrams. And, and if that's the route he's going, where he wants to build on what's come before, and the, the idea that Palpatine um, pulled a Yoda, essentially... Yoda and Obi-Wan go into hiding um, and it sort of, it, by the Freddie Prince Jr. argument, that gives way for the Force to get bring a new light. It brings the twins to counter. Uh, and then as the good guys win, um, in fear of the same thing happening with the dark side, Luke goes into exile. Um, another person going into hiding. An, another, another person going into hiding. But what if two can play at that game. What if the Sith can also go into hiding uh, and and wait for the Force to get ready to balance on their behalf? And that's where we get back to this whole Snoke was the guy who, like, punched in too early. Um, yeah. he, he, who, who jumped in too early while Palpatine's, you know, vestige of the Force, uh, the dark side, has been waiting and waiting patiently for his time, not unlike... Um, you know, Yoda and Obi-Wan. Uh, and I, I, I actually really like that idea. It, I think that's a good way. That's one of the few ways you can sort of bring Palpatine back and have it make sense, at least in my Star Wars fan brain. Absolutely. No, I agree with you 100%. And it, just like JJ is saying, if this is the final chapter and you're looking at the previous eight, you know, it's got to be pretty obvious of where things are going or what needs to be concluded. And I think I really when say. you look at all nine films, and we haven't seen, of course, the last one yet, but I mean, this really is a story about Palpatine versus Skywalkers in some capacity, you know, yeah. whether it's Anakin or Luke or, you know, Kylo Ren, Ben Skywalker or Ben Solo, I should yeah. say. But um, that's why, you know, to me, Ray's got to have some connection as a Skywalker in some capacity in this next movie, there's going to be something that lynches Ray to Skywalker in some way, yeah. whether it's through blood or not, What, but there's going to be a connection there. And that that's what the movie's about. So it, the, the whole saga is about. So if you cut Palpatine out and you just focus on Kylo Ren as being the baddie, it doesn't really make sense to end nine films with that. 
you know no it it doesn't and 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 i like that i like the idea of and that's what they've promised us is a a film that really wraps up the whole saga and i think that would be one really good way to do it and and i think jj is a guy who could do it i when i was looking this up i never uh when i was doing prep for the show tonight i had never seen this clip um but it kind of plays into that idea of jj was pulling from the whole arc of the saga um when it comes to snoke this is again reminder before last jedi this um clip is from san diego comic-con the panel they did before the force awakens and i'm just gonna play the audio here the audience member is asking if snoke is plagueis basically uh hello what is your name sir hi my name is jonathan and what is your question jonathan is there going to be any mention of darth plagueis in episode seven maybe surrounding a certain staff that someone finds oh is that Lear, Lear. <clears throat> all right i had to cut it off really fast there Wait, what? Who? Wait, who? Who so was the Daisy, gun? Da- ah. That's Daisy Ridley. Oh, that was Daisy. Okay. And so, and she kind of looks quizzically over at J.J. Abrams and says, "Is that?" <laughs> you literally just hear the S escape her. Listen, listen more. Oh, is that? <clears throat> you hear it? Yeah. One more time. All right. I want this just for clarification. Do you hear an S in, or is it just an S? Oh, is that? Larry, <clears throat> you want to answer that? Uh, I, I don't think I heard. Correct. Is it Darth Vegas? Uh, like, uh, uh, like, I'm Larry Caston. I'm funny. Uh, <laughs> guys. So wait, or what are you thinking? Are you saying you think Snoke is Plagueis? I think from based on the way she looks at him and says, "Is that?" Uh, uh, and and the way that J.J. Abrams jumps in, it's like, "Larry, what do you think?" Um, I think it's a, it's a little bit of a reach, but it. Uh, I it it if it is, it plays into how J.J. Abrams was wanting to set up Palpatine as the villain ever since The Force Awakens. Uh, because if he if he's bringing in Plagueis and the prequels and the Sith and how they rose, I mean, Plagueis is how they did rise. Um, so I I don't know I I, I think it kind of fits that worldview for J.J. Abrams' approaching Rise of Skywalker. This is before The Force Awakens came out. Yes, yes. Interview. I mm, I don't really... I think, yeah, it sounds like she's saying... Like, she's going to say Snoke. But at the same time, I don't think she probably really knew anything. Like, mm, yeah. I, I, I just... I don't know. I just don't think Snoke is Plagueis. There could be some relation yeah. there, but I don't think Snoke is Plagueis. Yeah. Hmm. We'll see. Uh, I, I, I don't. I, th- I don't think. Well, they... because JJ's also said no. Snoke is. I mean, they've come out and flat out said Snoke is not Plagueis. And I can tell you, JJ has learned from Star Trek Into Darkness not to say that there was a character that he kept <laughs> saying it's not Khan, it's not Khan, and he felt bad later when it was Khan, and he was like, "Yeah, I shouldn't have been saying that. I won't do that again." Yeah, like deliberate deception. Just preserve the surprise. Don't say anything. Yeah, that's what, that's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. It'll be interesting. I'm this. I'll tell you what, man. Though this this discussion here, um, born out of the, of the rant of one Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, yeah. This is the kind of stuff I'm most intrigued about with Rise of Skywalker. It's really hard. I, I've not read any of the spoilers that have come out there have been i've been hearing you know like third hand that there are some you know bigger 
potential plot spoilers, but I've avoided it. And I'm, I'm excited to just kind of take in what JJ Abrams has as, as a wrap up to the saga. I'm excited. Me too. Yeah. It's worth a lot to me. As you wish. All right, you know it. It's uh, time for Boba's Bounty. It's that time of the week where uh, Bruce quizzically starts thinking about what he's been doing this week for Star Wars. Well, here's the problem. Before the show, I was like, oh, no, I don't know if I have anything, and now I have too much. Oh, wait, really? Yeah. Oh, I- I've come up with a few things I now. have a few things, too. Hang on. I'll be, I got, hang on. Oh, wait. Does that mean the show's, like, stopped recording, or am I just all by myself? Hey, I'm texting with Michael Morris about a new podcast. Oh. Oh wait! I put on the head. Put on the head. Sorry, I'm back. I I have things. <laughs> what were you saying, Bruce? <laughs> you have you have things, huh? I do. I do. Um, I'm so excited about it. I'm just going to jump in first. Although I think you may have already started yours while I was fetching them. Uh, no, I didn't start them. Okay. I was just right. I was talking about something else. Oh god! I'll hear it. I'll hear it in the edit. <laughs> yeah. Oh. What? Oh look. It's it's the Mandalorian Funko Pop. Oh, yes. I'm so excited. It's uh, this is. I'll tell you what, man. So I did a belated Triple Force Friday run. Um, it was at a, a tiny little town, Camden, South Carolina. Shout out to the GameStop in Camden, South Carolina. I was, which is like an hour north of where I am, but my uh, Air Force unit was doing like a, a squadron field day. Um, uh, barbecue up, up there and so I, I just happened to be the area went out didn't get anything on triple force friday even though i hit a few stores but like amazon had a discount on the lego set so i got the uh mandalorian atst on amazon for 40 bucks uh oh, nice. which i guess is the first part of my triple force friday but that's the internet version i felt kind of bad i just ordered it online because i saw it in stores but it was 10 bucks cheaper so sorry retail this is why you're dying um but yes. there's been a lot of there's been a lot of lamenting for the failure of distribution and selection of merchandise. This is the first triple. This is the first like merchandise reveal I've ever really been that excited about. Like where I've actually really? gone out looking for stuff. I don't and know. I'm like not excited. It's weird because I think maybe it's the com- <laughs> I just feel more excited about Star Wars generally in the last few weeks than I have been. So it kind of like I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I want to go see what they've got. Well, that's cool. I, I did go out like on saturday just and i didn't really see much i even took a picture i think i shared it with you of walmart yeah. where it was just empty pegs except for one yeah. but i i'm not i wasn't as excited for this force friday just because as time has gone on i've been disappointed more and more disappointed with each force friday so yeah. i don't even really expect anything i don't i hardly even pay attention to it yeah. if i wasn't even doing this podcast i probably wouldn't even like talk about it or yeah. think about it yeah that's fair I don't know. that's fair and so and, and i didn't go my scores like and to be fair i didn't buy anything when i went out so i guess i can sympathize but at this little game stop like three days later they had all of the um funko pops and they're evidently really hard to find from like the mandalorian and rise of skywalker and so i got the mandalorian except one in camden sure. south carolina yeah yeehaw <laughs> um excellent fishing and also <laughs> Funko Pops, evidently. And then I got the matching pair of its uh <gasps> Ray. It's Ray. Ray and Kylo. Ray. Uh, uh it is Ray and Kylo from The Rise of Skywalker. And I was just kinda like there's a part of me that's like, you know They look the same. 
maybe I should just get. Um, I mean, they pretty much are. Other than he has the <laughs> he has the funky looking, you know, helmet. Oh yeah, now I see that. Oh no, that's pretty cool. Well, and I kind of like uh, her pose. She's yeah, like, and her little armband and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Um, so I I'm ex- I was excited. I got them, snagged them. I snagged a bunch for some of our uh, uh, you know Star Wars group chat. Uh, oh, folks. thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you had every opportunity to request. Um, uh, no, you're I'm welcome. Good. You're welcome, Aaron Goins. Um, I shipped Aaron IG11, so there we go. Oh, that's um, cool. And friend of the show, Matt Rushing, uh, sent him some stuff. They had a Cara Dune. That was pretty sweet. Um, oh. So there we go. A belated Triple Force Friday uh, run scored me some Funko Pops, and then uh, of course the Amazon order, which doesn't really count, but you know it's fine. Uh, I'm look- I'm looking forward to building some Lego and setting up and displaying my uh, setting up and displaying my Funko Pops. How about you, sir? Okay, well, okay, I'll try to make this quick because I did come up with a few things. So my okay. birthday, and I really don't think I mentioned anything about this, but my birthday was like, well, a couple of weeks ago, it was the weekend after Force Friday during New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my wife and the kids got me a little packet that had the droids, action figures. I guess that counts for Triple Force Friday. I guess it came out yeah, then. Yeah, mm-hmm. So it's got DO, BB-8, and R2-D2 in it. So that was cute cute things. I have them displayed in my bedroom on top of the, near the TV cabinet. Nice, nice. And then uh, also a mug that is like a a cube or a triangle shape that's uh, uh, Han and Carbonite, which I don't think I'm going to drink out of. I think I'm going to like put pencils and stuff in because it's pretty tall. And then this is, oh, this is the fun part about my birthday. Oh, my girls also made me a card that uh, my daughter Amanda drew oh, BB-8. so that's cute. Really nice All right, that's cute. But then here's, I got a card in the mail, a birthday card from my boss, my former boss who left the company a year ago. Oh, wow. And it was a Darth Vader card. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, oh, wait, I can't remember what it said. I have to look it up. But um, <laughs> anyway, oh, it says uh, Holy Sith. <laughs> on the front and a silhouette Darth Vader and inside I don't think there was anything inside except she wrote a note two years ago on my birthday she told me she bought me a Star Wars birthday card and couldn't find it anywhere two years later she finally found it and she mailed it to me <laughs> nice and she goes this is the card I was looking for two years ago and I was like finally finally she found the card but anyway that's what that's my uh, what is this called Boba's Bounty <laughs> that's my Boba's Bounty and nice. then also another thing I thought of, and you mentioned Matt Rushing, he told me about the Blockbuster podcast. Have you heard of this? The Blockbuster? No, uh-uh. It's like a documentary, and uh, it's and it's uh, a drama. It's got actors playing the parts of George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, John Williams. It goes through how they their career got started. This sounds kind of like the five episodes. inside Star Wars that I kind of liked so much. Yes, it's similar to that, yes. And I started listening to it. At first, I was like, uh, I don't know. This is Okay, and it, well, a lot of it I'm already familiar with, but then I got hooked on it and I did listen to all the episodes. So basically, same thing happened to me with Inside Star Wars. Was like I was like, this is cool, but a little campy, and then I kind of got sucked in. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Let's I'll see. Put that out there and plug it for the Blockbuster guys. A blockbuster podcast. You know, I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna do right now, Bruce? I'm gonna add it. Uh, just right under my podcast app, Block. Buster, because I if I don't do it now, I'll forget. This is this yeah, that's is how it the same thing I did when that's, Matt told me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, um, I'll forget if I don't do it now. There we go. 
subscribed. Oh, look, and it kind of covers Steven Spielberg, and that's cool. Yeah, early his career in Jaws and the connection that he had then with John Williams to getting to George Lucas and yeah nice i love it i love it man that's awesome uh well i'll tell you what we got a little bit of feedback uh but before we jump into feedback just want to give a big shout out and thank you to everybody supporting the program directly at patreon.com slash star wars report that's where we do rogue transmissions this week's rogue transmissions uh which we just recorded before the show we chronicle well we got distracted we started with my joker review i gave a review i just saw joker yesterday um and then I've come, but we got sidetracked by something i don't remember what it was i don't know say, who knows this is how rogue transmissions goes it's kind of like the anything and everything uh pre-show show uh and it's available at patreon.com slash star wars report and you can catch rogue transmissions and a bunch of other bonus content that's available there including our exclusive facebook chat uh for all of our patrons that we have a good time discussing all things star wars and uh of course, the Bothan High Council level, of which getting ready to do some cool things at that top tier of Patreon. But you can check out all the tiers, everything we have available, and support the show directly at patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. That's where we're going to be chronicling and posting a lot of new and extra bonus content as we get up to the release of Rise of Skywalker, to the launch of Star Wars Tonight, the Countdown podcast. A bunch of stuff is going to be going on, so if you haven't, or if you've been thinking about it and you haven't, uh, go check it out, patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. And now, uh, back to feedback. This is actually in a comment on the website, but which I missed at first, and then I just saw it in our email inbox. Jeff uh, Whitlow said, hey, uh, this is from last week's episode. Hey, Riley, excellent episode as usual. Well, thank you. Uh, but I was taken uh, by surprise at the final few minutes of the show, ending with dialogue set to music. It was awesome. What's it from? Is it downloadable? Great job, and uh, keep up the great work. And so since he asked, I figured some other people might have been wondering, and I didn't give it proper credit last week. But I featured audio from one of my favorite YouTube channels, which is Heroes Fan Productions. And uh, basically what they do is uh, is sort of, how would you describe it? It's kind of like video essays of sorts. And they have one called uh, The Chosen One that just kind of, it chronicles the complete fall of Anakin Skywalker. And it's just really well done. And it incorporates a lot of stuff from Rebels and Clone Wars. Here's a little sample from it. How can I know? I can tell you what I believe. I believe you will bring balance to the Force. That you will face your demons and save the universe. Remember your training, Anakin. Trust your instincts. Find another way. Mm. And kind of, it's basically the rise and fall and redemption of Anakin Skywalker all in one film. And we'll uh, have a link to that in the show notes if you want to check it out. The Chosen One from Heroes Fan Productions. Uh, and and thanks for uh, your feedback, Jeff. Hey, if you want to leave us some feedback, here's what you want to do. Go to... Uh, the website, starwarsreport.com, that's where you can find links to everything we've talked about today, uh, but including, uh, you can comment on the website or shoot us an email, starwarsreport at gmail.com. Uh, also follow us on social media, at Star Wars Report on Twitter and, in well, Twitter, Facebook, pretty much everywhere you do uh, social media. I am also hobnobbing around the social media scene here and there. Instagram's the best place to follow me, at the Riley Guy. 
Same handle for Twitter. Bruce, anything you want to plug? Any uh, Where can people uh, find you on the internet? Uh, I plugged it in my phone. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't have anything to plug. Yeah, I'm just at Admiral underscore Rex on Twitter, and uh, you can find me on Trek FM doing live shows and other stuff. And uh, Star Wars related, I have a secret project. Uh, stay tuned for that. It's going to be on a completely different network. Uh, it's a huge You're- podcast revelation i'm going to wow i'm making all this up just to see riley's reaction (laughs) i'm i'm he's cheating on us no (laughs) versus pod cheating (laughs) listen i would support you anyway through a single tier um yeah man uh well thanks for sticking through uh ryan johnson stuff i knew when i put this link together like bruce is gonna roll his eyes a little bit but i appreciate it led to some good discussion um, but yeah, we'll have links for all of that, everything we've talked about in the show notes, starreport.com. And hey, if you uh, are interested and haven't, uh, I don't mention enough, uh, you can sign up on our Audible link. If you go to audibletrial.com slash Star Wars Report, you get a free Star Wars audiobook of your choice. Black Spire just came out recently, um, and they just announced the new Timothy Zahn Thrawn trilogy. So there's some cool yes. stuff, cool Star Wars content coming to Audible. We don't mention them enough. Um, and you can uh, support the show and get a free audiobook, audibletrial.com slash Star Wars Report. Uh, I guess that's going to do it. That's the show. Until next week, may the Force be with you. And remember, many Bothans died to bring you this podcast. People may be wondering why the music's going so long in this episode. It's because I'm playing with the Funko Pops. I don't even remember the music that you were just commenting on to Jeff's email or message. I don't even remember that because I remember us talking about that John Williams Across the Stars. I thought that's what we ended the show with. Oh, no. It, it is what we ended the show with. But because we discussed it, I actually added that in post. Oh, I, listen, see, I haven't listened listen, to man, it. Listen, man, I've been like post. touching up and editing and spicing up the show a little. I, I just, haven't. I, I usually do. I just haven't listened to that one yet. But mm, okay. Yeah. No. You'll hear it right at the end of the episode. Good times. Got um, it. All right, guys. We're out. Peace. Peace. See ya. Well, actually, also, I'm editing a vlog on the Death Valley stuff. Finally, that's cool. <laughs> and that's it. That's the show. Good night, mate. It's going to be like right at 40, 45 minutes. Perfect.